This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Thing is sweet. It's so comfortable. I can order some life. It's poor. I can't even get my heat on. That's true. You don't have heat. It's poor and you don't like dinosaurs. I'm a pova. Dinosaur blood. It's better than writing in the memo. Yeah. You should have just wrote a hooker shit. What are you going to do? Hello and welcome to another episode of In a Pickle, the show that is dedicated to the last glamorous side of sports. I am your host, Dave Hope, and with me today, Sarah Retalix. Sarah, hello. Oh, you were really loud and it didn't pick up anything in the mic. Oh, hello. There you are. <laughs> Once you get to a certain scream level on these mics, they just cut them out because they think yeah. It's so all the neighborhood dogs can hear me now. Yeah, but <laughs> nobody else could. Yeah, it's like a DMX song over there. What you really want? Can <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna make me lose my mind? Yeah, up in here. What are you gonna do, right? Up in here. So it is March, which only means that it's conspiracy month. So, uh, later on in this episode, we have Neil Eads coming on the show. He is coming on the show to talk about the NHL conspiracy. And I am only going to assume that I'm going to flub so many names. Yeah, you flub up my name. Well, in your own name. I mean, my name's hard. Words are hard. Well, according to you, your name is not hard because we've had a whole show just based on your name alone, where it's Retalic, Retalic, and then I say, what do you want me to say? And you say, whatever you want to say, just call me Metallica. So, okay, my host, my co-host today is Lars Ulrich. So, here we go. (laughs) I'm coming Um, after you all for Napster and LimeWire. Nothing else matters here. All right, we won't get into all these Metallica (laughs) songs again. We already did an episode like that, so... That's fine. Uh, so, like I said, March is our conspiracy month, and March is cold, but I have myself a brand new IAP Bubble Boy Chris Sale sweatshirt on. It is deliciously comfortable and so warm. Deliciously? Deliciously? That's make this so delicious. Is it like buttery delicious? It's buttery soft inside. Go to IAPradio.com and check out the merch store. And pick yourself up this Chris Sale Bubble Boy. You could do a shirt too if you don't want to do a sweatshirt. So I got this because I'm ready for opening day, baby. Red Sox opening day and it's baseball season. Spring training is here and we have finally made it. So now we have uh, nine months of baseball. Yeah. As, as we sit and wait for football again. So I'm pumped for the month of March in our conspiracy month. We got a lot of good guests coming on the show. Um, it's going to be great. <laughs> Lack of a better word. I don't know. I know. I it's was waiting for like a, a another description. Yeah, you, no, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Out, I'm really pumped. You banged out delicious, delicious is the uh, adjective for the sweatshirt. So I was waiting for 
something else. Buttery, soft, delicious sweatshirts from IAPradio.com. Are you so anyways, this is try there's like some David Allen Boucher bullshit there. Like what David are you doing? David Allen Bouche. Bedtime magic. If you're from Boston, you know exactly what we're talking about. If not, then let's get into the news. Let's go. All right, Sarah, we got a buttload of news to go through before we get to our conspiracy. Let's try to rip through it so we can do conspiracies. The only thing that I really honestly care about at this point, (laughs) which is not true. No, I I do love the news. I love the news, but I love conspiracies more. Not that I'm a big conspiracy theorist. I just think conspiracies are fucking hilarious. Some of them are like, mm, that could be true. Others are like, whoa, that's outlandish. So, yeah, you're speechless, and that's great. So let's get into the news. <laughs> I'm just letting you roll. You're so passionate. So I'm, just, I'm very passionate about thank you and things that thank I like. you for coming to Dave's TED Talk. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there you go. Please uh, donate to our um, GoFundMe or whatever you're going to set up for us. All right. So anyway, Sarah's speeches again. So let's get into the news. Sarah, take it away so you can say something All else right. so I can shut up. All right. So uh, good old Derek Carr, uh, he wants $35 million a year and says that he doesn't even need to be the starting quarterback. I love living in fantasy land, too. You don't mind being the second string, third string quarterback, but yet you want $35 million a year. Oh. All right, because that's a reality. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind being uh, a fifth string quarterback for thirty five million a year. Dude, I'll be the water boy. Yeah, I'll be the mop guy. Gatorade is better. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, Carr's contract with the Raiders had a salary of thirty two point nine million for twenty uh twenty twenty three. Ooh, that's a why is twenty twenty three so hard to say? Um, and Carr was released the day before payment. Um. He would have, like, Classic before the payment, move, by the way, yeah, Classic it would have, move. like, before it would have been fully guaranteed. Yeah. Like, they were like, peace, like, you've just are a lot of dramatics. They, are you going to cry a little bit? Like, they probably waited to, like, the minute before, like, all right, cancel them now. Go now. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and they're twirling their mustaches <laughs> while tying a woman to the train tracks. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. So, with that, it was like, along with the 7.5 million. Um, in a 2024 base salary. So, like, he didn't get any of that because it was done beforehand. So, he is a free agent now. And um, there's some teams that have been talking to him, like the Saints. And I believe, yeah. like, he was, like, the Jets, possibly. I don't know. But 35 mil for him. But wasn't just... there something going around that he didn't want to be on the Saints or he didn't want to get traded, right? I, I thought I, there were something and i can't remember i do apologize for that but you mean i'm so sorry (laughs) uh but you didn't want to get traded because basically he didn't i'm gonna guess he's like fuck the raiders because he knew that if he got traded that they would make money off him but right now yeah right now at this point in time he was a free agent there's no no guarantee that you're gonna get picked up somewhere but there are a lot of teams that do need a quarterback and like yeah. he might not be the best, but he'd be the best on a bad team. So I mean, there's always the option for Canada. Yeah. Or the XFL. Yeah, they're yeah, back. So you know. but here's my here's my flip side of the coin to that is he 
is very outspoken and very emotional. And everyone saw that transpire the season. And right. we knew that the Raiders were already having a difficult season, whatnot, because we all saw it. Do you want a guy like that in your clubhouse or your locker room? Um, like, do you want a guy like that who's on the podium, like, you know, he's, uh, you know, suck. as a rebuttal uh, for that, there's always teams, there's low market level teams that would appreciate a guy like that because he would say he would become very outspoken in a lot of things and it would rev up some kind of news and have that team in the news and people would start watching and and all mm -hmm. that stuff for at least a little bit until people got their wits about them and then all of a sudden they're like oh we don't like this team what the hell are we doing here and yeah. then they would go away but by that time they would already make a little bit more money in order to maybe go after some sort of second tier player i i wouldn't say they would make enough money to get like a high profile player but i mean who knows also, there might be a team out there that would take him and maybe let him uh, this this goes with conspiracies, maybe let him completely just run amok of the team and tank him, and then they can get that number one pick. Who knows? You know, maybe like, hey, come to uh, the Titans and we'll give you free range. Or uh, I think Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback right now, even though Lamar Jackson it would definitely fit there perfectly. Yeah. I think he would turn that franchise around. Um, and if Lamar Jackson leaves, come to Baltimore or come to uh, the Commanders and be our quarterback here. And, you know, who knows? I mean, the Commanders are in uh, – a tailspin so you might as well bring a guy like that over not all Derek Carr says though is it's not negative by any no means. it's not all negative at all and maybe um, bringing them to the commanders uh, <laughs> with some sort of positive outlook would maybe help that team shine away from all that negative bullshit that's been going on that Dan Snyder has been pushing out there do you think he's gonna be like a He's going to try to choose where to go like a. I don't think I also, he has a leverage to choose where. Right. To like go. it's beggars can't be choosers at this point. Right. So it's one of those where I I don't know. I, I hope he figures it out. But at the same time, like, I don't really give a shit. But right. We'll see. I, I mean, for me, I always like kind of sit back and laugh and go like, well, you would have not burned bridges if you just let them trade you. But yeah. now you're in a position where you've burned bridges and you're a free agent and being a free agent doesn't always guarantee work. You may get picked up, but like it's not going to be the payday that you want. And you might try to hold out for something else. And it's not going to always turn out the way that you anticipate. Everyone's going to wait to see what Aaron Rodgers does now that he's out of the dark. Dude. And we're going to see if he goes to New York. I think he's going to stay with Green Bay because he's just uh, – why not? He does whatever one he more wants. Year. One why, more year. Yeah. Now that Tom Brady's retired, he'll be there for one more season. And yeah. he'll just go one like, more oh. season, then retire. Stay with one team. Why do you have to go to a second team? For right. what? You're not going to win anything in that new team. Like, you're nope. going to go to, like, what? The Jets? Come on. You're not going to win anything, yeah? Nobody wants to – Go no. to the Jets. The Jets haven't won since I think Super Bowl three. 
and we'll find out in a couple of weeks that that's also a conspiracy for the NFL story. So, but speaking of uh, the commanders, though, we were talking uh, for a second. Uh, Jeff Bezos was denied his right to buy the franchise Mm. because he owns the Washington Post, which is in a smear campaign against Dan Snyder. Oh, a little bit of, uh, you know, well, yeah. A little bit of I mean, foolery going on there. Here's here's the thing, though. Does it matter? No. It doesn't matter. Every newspaper is printing stuff about you. And I get it. You're like, oh, it's the Washington Post. It's a major right. national newspaper. Blah, 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 blah. But come on. Everyone's writing about you. Right. So but but if Bezos owns the paper that is smearing Dan Snyder, it brings more pressure to Snyder to sell because all this stuff is in the news. So if you're pressured to sell, you're going to sell at whatever price is given to you. And then if Bezos like, I'll give you $14 and Snyder's like, Oh Jesus Christ. Fine, fine, fine. Just stop talking about me in the paper. It's going to, you know, uh, Bezos not a he's not a dumb guy. He's gonna try to he's low not. The shit Absolutely out of the team. right. But you know? I also I would also hope that if that I mean it's not going to happen, but if that had happened, I hope that they just continued with the smear campaign on him. Yeah, <laughs> like Bezos is like he's he's out there with Bezos a lemonade is gonna be like, stand. Fuck you, I gotta sell papers. <laughs> yeah, he's you like know? We just caught him outside with a lemonade stand, and he was arrested for not having. Uh... He was arrested for writing bad checks to hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Took Dykstra's... a page out of Lenny Dykstra's. <laughs> and Dykstra's reading the post. He's like, "I've been there, brother." <laughs> 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 we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Because now maybe Jay Z will have to buy the team by himself, and he won't have Bezos as a backer. But then, if Jay Z buys the team, then Bezos can be like, "Hey, man, can I?" Can I uh, split it with you? After? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you there's always ways around it, or yeah. you can have a guy. You can have you a know? guy. I got a guy. a guy. I got a guy. We, got got a guy. we don't have a guy. We don't have a guy with money, but we got a guy that will take the fall for you. Right, but I'm just you know, wealthy people may have a guy who's a plant, like a face, yeah. and is like, here's some money, just go. And make a bit on this. And Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, I will be that guy with my buttery soft IAP sweatshirt. If you give me the money, we'll purchase the Washington Commanders and then sell it to you for a fraction of the price. So, See that? Bezos, um, if you're listening, just uh, you know, wipe out my Amazon credit and you know, <laughs> we'll call it even because I'm, I'm pretty we'll sure call- the amount of money that I owe to Amazon <laughs> would purchase the Washington Commanders. So. Oh, Amazon is just- this episode brought to you by Amazon. Please pay my bill. All right. Oh. So what else we got in the news? So to continue with Raiders chitter chatter, um, I came across this and couldn't stop laughing last night because this is my life. <laughs> So linebacker Blake Martinez had suddenly retired from the NFL in the middle of the 2022 season. This is great, by the way. He did so to continue his side gig that uh, started during the pandemic, which was um, which like, let's just pause for a second. Let's pause and let the listeners at home just think of what that side gig may have been. There could be so many possibilities. Uh, he could be selling NFTs, maybe. 
or maybe organs organs or maybe he could be part of a pyramid scheme where he can cut shoes with the knife and then spill red wine on the floor and vacuum it up you know he could yeah. be solving the the gas crisis yeah where yeah. he's siphoning gas out of cars and maybe he decided to go to east palestine ohio and help clean up the reservoirs over there for the drinking water yeah there's so many different things yeah he could have you know he could avenue more yeah. or less but um what did he actually do well his side gig is uh my husband's second love because of course my husband's first love is a new york rangers right um so my husband's first love buying and selling pokemon cards he reported he that he made five million dollars in revenue on whatnot like during the pandemic, like, and that, yeah. that was only in a short time frame, too, right? Short ass time frame. I mean, at that point, like, why are you gonna keep beating the crap out of your body? Like, I could just be at home and I could be like, Pika, Pika, Pikachu. Okay. Now, I'm coming from the side of the fence here where I know absolutely nothing about Pokemon. Okay. Same. It's that valuable. Dude, it's wild. We can earn five so, million dollars within okay. a few months. So you know, like card hobby people, like we yeah. we're we're crazy in our own mind, and a lot of us are set in our ways of like you know junk wax and vintage and right new and this and that. It's like Pokemon is like Pokemon from like when it first came out in the nineties to current. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Like it's consistent throughout where you can pull this radiant rare and it's super valuable it's just the the community is crazy when it comes to pokemon and i can't process it because i don't know anything about pokemon right but yeah there's a huge following it's a huge market it's like people are just they're they're crazy they're like have you met my husband (laughs) so does your husband make that kind of money on Pokemon stuff? Like I don't know. I haven't seen it. I wow. mean, like, look at me. I'm gonna like my turn my hood on. I think my heat just went out again. It did. I can feel <laughs> I mean, it. I can feel it. I can feel it through the computer. That that's that's amazing that you can make that much money in that short amount of time. Why? And so much so that you just say, "Eh, I'm done playing." I mean, I get his whole thing where if you can right. make five million dollars in that short amount of time frame but you know you play your entire life in football and maybe make 10 million dollars you know and and like you said beat the shit out of your body it's wild to me and then i stop and i go oh okay what did i do wrong with my life Mm -hmm. i was like of course i'm like i'm a quote-unquote cool kid where i'm like I've got not knocking anyone for Pokemon, but it's, you know, like I, it's not. You're allowed to knock wheelhouse. people for Pokemon because you it's, live with the Pokemon. Yeah. It's not my wheelhouse. Like right. it is what it is. Right. But, you know, I have sports cards. I'm all about sports cards. Right. I'm all about sports. We're you know, dorks I, in our own mind, like in our right, own way. In our own way. A hundred percent. So I don't, I just, it's, I don't get it. I'm, I, I know it's a game. Like used to play, and then Do there's people like, I just, play it though. Or? I don't know. I'm because so 
I'm know. I'm just saying I'm just saying if people still play, I know like playing Pokemon was like a big thing, but like I'm yeah, saying that? that it was like in high school when it like yeah. came out. But I'm saying that like, like people are playing with these super like m- million dollar worth cards. Uh it in in our in our sports world of of cards, if you bend the corners, that card is nothing now. Oh, so Axe. I can imagine that in the Pokemon world, if you bend the corners it's of the, the card, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the same thing. thing. It's the same thing. So but like, I guess that's I can't where... imagine that you would play Pokemon right. anymore. You know, I have this vision of you know parents that are our age who were obsessed with Pokemon in high school who now collect more as an adult and they open the pack of cards and like keep the inserts and the special cards for themselves. And they're like, Oh, here you go, Timmy. Right. Here's these. So like, they're just like common cards that are like a penny a piece so that they can go play with their friends. And they're like, yeah. Rubbing their hands, twir- twirling the- a mustache, tying the woman to the railroad. Right. Trying to the tie the child card. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Charizard, Pikachu, yeah, like that's wild. Yeah, I have, I have no clue. I know good, nothing. Good for him. Good for all these. Seriously, people. good for you know? the. Go that. get it if it's out there. Get it. It's good for that's the hobby, it. but you know? I don't understand that side of the community. Hey, you know, teach his own. Anybody want to buy cards? Go to Daddy O Sports on Instagram. Holler. Let's get all Cyrus cards up for millions of dollars. <laughs> pika, <You know>. pika. <laughs> Pikachu. If that happens, you have to donate at least 10% to the podcast. No. Nah. His, nah. it'll be the, it'll <laughs> nah. be the, it'll be the $14 that Jeff Bezos is offering. Yeah. Right. I'll give you $14 for this. All right. Sure. $14. All right. Sure. You can have the podcast. It's all good. And then he turns it to a, a billion dollar success. Of course. Damn it. That was mine. I sold Son it for fourteen dollars. Out of a bitch. <laughs> All right, what bitch. else we got in the news front? Well, speaking of my husband's first love, the good old New York Rangers. Uh, so New York Rangers defenseman Keandre Miller was ejected in the first period from Sunday afternoon's game after spitting on Drew Doughty, uh, and it was a game misconduct. And will be um, under review by the league as to whether or not he will be suspended or not. I don't know if you can classify that as just a spit. I posted the video on an Instagram account, and it is a full-fledged, deep-throated loogie. Like, right. It, is. it you, was you like... Could, it's meaty as hell. I know that sounds disgusting. But, like, it. he didn't just, like, you know... First of all... Spitting in someone's face is the biggest form of disrespect in the entire world. I don't care what the context of the whole situation was. I would rather someone kick me in the balls than spit in my face. People pay big money to be spit on, and that's fine. Right. But, like, it's just... Like Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. That's It's just... It's really fucked up. Like, I know emotions get the best of you sometimes because what was the whole context of that whole thing so i don't know what the full like there was a little brawl yeah and uh dowdy came to like protect his teammate and then it just like they had words and then the spit went flying now i didn't name um miller as this week's biggest pickle because like i know keandre miller 
and this is like super way out of character for him. Like right. this is like really way out of character. Like he's he's a really like quiet, like good natured player. Um, but at the same point in time, like it's true, motions get the best of you. The other thing too is after everything, after the game, he did apologize to Doughty. Like he was like, I'm sorry, like, dude, like I what like he, he did say like he didn't mean it, like this and that. So it clearly is like high emotions in the game of whatever yeah. happened. Um, but he did feel like really shitty after everything had happened. And like, that just shows like, he's not a dick because like me, if it happened during a game and I'd be like, yeah, like whatever, fuck it. Like his boy shouldn't have been like up in my grill. And then I wouldn't have been spitting in his grill. And like, why are you going to come and fucking try to back up your boy, let your boy fight. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's something where, he could have just been like, whatever, fuck it. It's the game. It's whatever. If I get to spend, you know, but no, he was genuinely bothered by it. Yeah. Dowdy's comment, though, was great. Like, he goes, whether or not he meant to do that, I don't know. It was a pretty big loogie on my face, so I was pretty oh. pissed. Oh, God. That's so disgusting. You know, in I'm the- I'm like cringing over here. That is gross. It was so big. You get a, a lot of shit going on in your house right now. I don't get it. Pokemon and New York Pokemon Rangers. Pokemon and New York Rangers. And then like, when we get into our conspiracy time in the NHL, you're going to be uh, really just heated about that as well. So I mean, all, all right. right. Well, well, you know what, though? That's, that's just New York staying classy. So let's switch it away from, you know, hockey and football. Because we are, as you mentioned at the top of the show, are in spring training. Woo! Yeah. You know, Baseball. we were what, like 32, 31 days away from opening day, something like that. We're almost there. Yeah. We're like, yep. you know, when this airs, we'll be in like the top 20s. Like yep. we'll be like 20. We'll be like 26, 26 Somewhere, days away. Yeah, yeah. Something. I mean, I'm trying to. Oh, indeed. I'm taking off my socks to count my toes because yeah. I don't know. Well, you do have that extra toe on each foot. So sure do. Yeah. You know, makes me a better swimmer. Toes on each foot. Makes me a better swimmer. But let's discuss the Braves' Cal Conley for a second. Uh, <laughs> so this poor you know, bastard. <laughs> can can you imagine? Okay, this is like a childhood dream scenario. No. You know, <laughs> it is bottom of the ninth. It's a tie game. The bases are loaded. There's two outs, and you have a three-two count. Like this is your moment to be a hero <laughs> you know literally like i could just picture like little kids with their wiffle ball bat like yeah it's a three two comp right. uh, you know this dream scenario had turned into cal's nightmare in real damn fast like honestly um and why do you ask because his dumb ass didn't get into the batter's box in time and was called for a strike three ending the game in a tie. All right. First of all, no sport should end in a tie. I don't care. Well, it's preseason. Preseason I does. Know, I know. Like I know, our spring training. It does. Like they're because they want to move it along and not have to use their pitchers so that it doesn't, you know, like it doesn't risk injury more yeah, so but it's nothing should end i get in a tie. it i get it second I of all agree. you gotta give this dude a little bit of leeway it is a new rule but also know your rules mm -hmm. before you get out there right uh i i think it was the first game 
Uh, first game of spring training, Manny Machado got pegged for a yes, he a, did. Uh, uh, Which fuck him? Who cares? Yeah, right, right, right. Of course, <laughs> of course. Another one who just signed an extension on a contract. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna leave. I don't know if uh, I don't know if San Diego is gonna be my home. And then it's like Manny Machado signs uh, 11 more years at 350 million. Come on, yeah, man. he's all smoke and mirrors Whatever. and bullshit. Like guy's fucking... an asshole, anyways. And did Justin, uh, yeah. Dustin, Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia. yeah fucking turd jerk, jerk um but he had like the thing is is he had eight seconds to get into the batter's box yeah and so basically it's within that time frame if i think the pitcher it's like 20 seconds the pitcher has because it was bases loaded that like if he didn't if the pitcher didn't get the ball off in time it would have been a, a ball right. but because he wasn't in the batter's box it ended up being a strike so like get i get it it's a new rule, but it's not a new rule that was just announced. I don't know on Thursday. No, right. this was announced 15 minutes before you got in the baddest box. Right. This was announced, <laughs> yeah. you know, at off season that this was going to happen. So you could have changed up your freaking pretty, pretty princess routine. Right. So that you could be successful and better for your team and not be, you know, crushing your team also you know you, you don't <laughs> think that eight seconds is a long time but if you're in if you're at in the batter's box right and you step out and then you take eight seconds just think of how long eight seconds is doing nothing yeah like let's do this right now ready yeah let's do nothing one mississippi two mississippi three mississippi Four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi, seven Mississippi, eight Mississippi. That was a long period of time. It's a long time not to get back in the batter's box. Like, hurry the like, move it along. Hurry up. What, what are you doing? It's a long period of time to move it along. Like, we had so much showboat. If you go back to, you know, seventies and eighties games, and you watch those clips. Those games were so fast because nobody was. There was no walk up music. There no. was no fucking dancing. There was no like, let me touch my groin a million times. It was like, oh well, there was, but there wasn't as much. Right. Um. But it's something where it moved along, and players played to play. Imagine if Noma played in this time frame now. Oh He'd, my he'd be God. out on strikes without even getting into the batter's box yet. But I mean, this this kid that did it here i mean it's his first go around right he's uh mainly a, a minor leaguer yeah right? yeah so i mean like hopefully he's not just kicked out of baseball and he'll get it like i hope you know they'll give him a second chance yeah um, i'm sure they i'm sure they will I'm but sure you know he'll, he'll never let that happen again never i'm sure he won't and i liked the fact that manny machado was like oh man i have to like i mean i don't like i don't really give a fuck about him but i like the fact that he actually admitted that he needs yeah. to change up his routine and that's he admitted of that of it was people. huge yeah. and the fact that's the thing like he was like i really need to change up my routine and like you know i don't want to be coming out the gates like this right. yeah you have to fucking have that self-awareness and take ownership and change it up right um but you know at the end of the day i'm gonna say this if this is the way that the red Sox are gonna get w's the W's are W's. I'm fucking World here Series, for it. Baby. <laughs> World Series champs. It. We're you gonna know? do it. How'd the Red Sox win the World Series in 2023? On a balk. The yeah. batter didn't <laughs> get up. 
<laughs> the batter didn't get up to the box in time. We won. Yep. And yeah. we won. I'll take we... that. I'll take that all day. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, they already keep saying that we cheated, which I totally believe. I'm not. Oh, yeah. I, I I'm don't not, doubt shit at I all. I love the Red Sox, and I will be a Red Sox fan until the day I die. There's no doubt in my mind that Alex Cora is a complete cheater. No oh, doubt. No there's doubt. There's no, no doubt. doubt. No A hundred percent. Because look, let's take a let's take a look back from nineteen uh, from twenty from nineteen from nineteen hundreds from nineteen seventeen. He was part of the the Chicago Black Sox scandal. <laughs> <laughs> he know, was using an abacus <laughs> to determine which bases should go and not. Alex Cora here. Uh, uh, don't <laughs> run on the bases here, you see? Yeah. He's an old-timey gangster, too, by the way. According so, to my abacus, says that you shouldn't run there, Shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> and Shoeless Joe Jackson's like, oh, come on, man. I just I just want to win. I, I want to play forever. And then the next year, Noma. Uh, Noma. Yeah, Noma joins the team. <laughs> Alex Core is like, uh, I'm going to go back to the year 2000, yeah? <laughs> and then... All of a sudden, Shoeless Joe Jackson's out of baseball forever, and boof. So uh, what you're telling me is that this is... Alex Cora's a Alex, time traveler, yes. That he, this is... Alex Cora is... What's his name? From Quantum, Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah. Johnny Quantum, I think his name is. No, it's like Scott something. Bakula. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, Alex Cora is Monty McFly. <laughs> Because Scott Bakula, Scott Bakula about... just went in other people's bodies, but Marty McFly traveled through time. So Alex Cora, what, if... Alex... what if Alex Cora is not really Alex Cora? <laughs> there you Scott go. Bakula is actually Alex Cora. Now I'm confused. <laughs> Anyways, the Red Sox are cheating, and that's as clear as. Oh, but you know what, though, not to defend the Red Sox, but go back through history and tell me that there isn't like some sort of weird thing in every team's World Series. Oh, there is. Where it, there was a cheating down. scandal. I mean, let's go to 2009. Let's say that the Yankees uh, World Series has an asterisk next to it because uh, Alex Rodriguez uh, was taking steroids. Mm-hmm. I the all those 90s uh championships there was i mean tons of players on those teams that you could probably pinpoint for steroids or something but i mean like every team has some sort of every team has a way to give themselves the leg up against other teams right because you know cheating everyone's like oh it's so dirty but i'm like if you also have a guy who's watching TV in the locker room and making calls to the dugout or making calls to the bullpen or whatever it may be like that's still a form of cheating even though you're communicating it's still a form of cheating all right let's get into the biggest pickle so we can go to our conspiracy with Neil Neil is patiently waiting to say tons and tons of words so (laughs) so uh, who is this week's biggest pickle all right this week's biggest pickle is Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide, or you could even say Alabama as a Alabama whole. as a whole. Fuck it, we never, Alabama we never make uh, Alabama. <laughs> no, as, we haven't. As a we whole. haven't had Alabama haven't had a as a whole. whole. No, no, we've had Florida. We've had 
Florida and we've had Florida. <laughs> yeah, so, it's mainly just Florida. Yeah, that's like the yeah. state that we're like, you yeah. are the biggest pickle. That's true, though. But, but no, Alabama. like we're, let's yeah. just make Alabama as a, a full on whole. But, uh, you know, this is a this is a heavy conversation, but we're not going to really dive into it. We're going to dive into it on the the point of view from the college making a dumb decision. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Miller who played uh, plays for Alabama, um, and he played in a game after he allegedly supplied a gun in a murder last month. Do we agree with Alabama's move here? I mean, this whole trial is going on for the murder that took place back in January. Yeah. And he allegedly supplied the gun for this murder, and Alabama's like, that's okay, you're going to start. And you're going to play basketball. That's all right. So what what I heard was that Brandon Miller didn't know that he was transporting the weapon that now I'm not sure if he owns the gun or somebody owns the gun. It's it's there. That's the thing. It's like for I, me, I it's like easy phasey because it's all this like he transported the gun. So like at the end of the day, like he transported the gun. It should just be a moot point. Right. So the person that is actually on trial for murder, I do, I don't, I don't recall his name. This is this is hard because was I was really... Mike was uh, Michael was it Michael something? Well, whatever. He said whatever. that he left a bunch of random clothes in the backseat of of Miller's car. Mm-hmm. Under those clothes was said gun, supposedly, allegedly. He Miller drove to friend's house, dropped off the clothes. I guess didn't know that there was a gun mixed in with all that dirty laundry, and that's how the gun was transported. Now, like you said, Alabama has very strange gun laws, right? Yeah, you you can carry, and you don't need a. It doesn't have to be registered, and or you don't need a license. Weird, but that's the South, and that's that's for a different episode. The thing that I don't really like is I don't think. All right. We we live in a world now where you can get really like canceled and lose a lot of stuff for uh just maybe the littlest of things or in in the biggest of things. Like and I'm saying here is like Alabama only let him play because Brandon Miller is a top prospect in the NBA draft. And of course, we all know that the higher you are seated in the draft, the more money will go to that school. Right. So they let him play, which now he's not on the hook for any of this murder. Did he transport the weapon? That will be soon. We'll see. We don't know. You know, did he know anything about it? According to Miller, no. No. Yeah. But according to the rest of the world, he knew about it. Everybody who's been in trouble lately has been suspended or sat out uh, in the professional aspect of it because I know like professional sports needs to maintain a sort of professionalism. Right. Um, What I don't find any sort of professional way about it is the way that their ritual of Brandon Miller coming onto the court is I, I think that was uncalled for. I think it is somebody sh- somebody should be in trouble for that, and I think it should be the coach. So Brennan Miller comes out, 
and he goes through the line, the high five line, and the smoke comes, and it's like, hey, you could see it on our um, Instagram and Twitter account. And when he gets to, I, I believe it's the coach. I don't know if it's the coach or a trainer or someone, but he gets a pat down like you would when you go through security. <laughs> now that's not funny because not. there was it's a like, life lost really? here. You know. Like... Someone lost their life and your boy, your friend, your your guy is the one who killed this person. And to come out like that, I think it's completely unprofessional. And if I was anybody in the higher ups in the NBA, that Brandon Miller situation right there, just for that situation of being patted down in a, in, in the line like that. Yeah, I would say thank you, but no, thank you. 100%. I don't care if you're going to be the next fucking Michael Jordan mixed with Larry Bird, mixed in with Magic Johnson with a little sprinkle of LeBron James. I don't care if you're going to break every goddamn record in the league. I don't care if you're going to be the shit of shits. Yeah. No, thank no. you. No, no. You already showed me that you were very unprofessional, and uh, I'm good on that one. Thank you. This, this makes – this is very – unsettling to me because I was thinking of it from the perspective as a student at that college yeah do you know what I mean like you're a student at the school and I mean a lot of the students are probably like whatever like we got our number one guy back but if you look at it as the big overall this could be something where they lose donors they could lose backing and support Tele- televised spots they could lose a lot of things i think they should it, absolutely because they made this such the wrong decision here like i feel that because this is such a hot topic and a hot button and this is in court he should be sitting out until there is more information that is coming down like even say that he was just he didn't handle the gun or he didn't whatever like he just knew the guy the fact that his name is in the transcripts in the court he should just be sitting out because it's it will look better on your organization will look better on your team will look better for him and his future because right now he looks like that he will definitely need our services (laughs) yeah for real so it's one of those that you're not you've basically by playing him you have basically shot like you you've just basically shot his career because you don't that whole pat down moment could have been avoided then it's also more support's going to go to your school until his name is cleared and you know it's something where they they could have a conversation you know like we find that this is best you know or, or he could say i felt that this was best out of respect for the deceased in the judicial system for me. And then the NBA would be like, oh, hot damn. No, this is the opposite way where he wanted to play instead and and is playing. And then the pull pat down situation. And here we are. It just feels so disrespectful and and just so childish. Right. It's very childish. I know he's a kid, so he's not going to be like, I I'm going to do what's best and I'm not going to play until justice is served. Right. right? It's why he needs our services. It's yeah. It's not going to happen. And that's fine because, you know, in his mind, people have been telling him for a lot of his life that he's going to be the best. 
and he's going to be in the NBA and blah, 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 blah. And if you sit out now, you're going to ruin that chance. And he's not thinking correctly. But this, the pat down, is where, for me, it's a career ender. Yeah. I, I think that, like, and, of course, it, people have come out and they're like, oh, you know, fucking did the whole roundabout thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Oh, we, you know, we it was a foolish thing in our half. Let's give thoughts and prayers to the victims. All that horse shit. Right. No thoughts and prayers. Think about what you're doing. Now, we've all done stupid things in our life, right? I've never done such a stupid thing on a national level. Where, That's the big where, difference. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Like, how disrespectful. Now, what Alabama should do right now is maybe save face. And now they should sit him for a little bit. And maybe, I don't know help some sort of like donate to a women's shelter or a cause something, or yeah. something, you know, <clears throat> where it's like, I think Alabama should step up and maybe suspend the coach who gave the pat down and maybe suspend Miller for a, a couple of games. Yeah. I'm not saying sit the kid down for the rest of the season. Yeah. He's a kid, whatever. He's not, right. he's not thinking right. You know, like I said, people have been, uh, telling him blowing his head up with all these thoughts of uh you know i'm gonna be the next best player in the world that coach i would say i would even go a step further and be like fuck it you fired get out right you know, like that's it, wrong you should know better of all toxic people. for you're your a organization. fucking adult you're toxic. a full-blown fucking adult you Very should know toxic. better yeah you created a, a terrible situation for this school now you know it's already it's already it's not bad enough that we got brandon miller one of the top prospects in the nba you hanging with a gun charge or or whatever you know in a murder uh, investigation but now we got you being an asshole patting him down like who thinks right. of that why would you do that that's not funny nah, i'm all revved up you are revved I'm up. all revved up i need some conspiracies now so that that is a huge pickle they should now they're all big pickles they've all been the big pickle now it's just uh people just don't think they don't think they don't use uh even the 10% of the brains that we supposedly use, the people don't even use that 10%. So it's it's amazing. All right. So let's get into the conspiracies. I'm excited. I'm let's excited. do it. Let's get Neil. NHL conspiracies. And we have a very special guest. We have Neil Eads from Titan 3201 underscore cards. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you. Neil is on West Coast time, and he was nice enough to, well, he hasn't gone to bed yet, so he was nice enough to stay up. It's currently 9.13 past the hour in East Coast, so that only means that it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and we have Neil on the show just wanting to hear some NHL conspiracies. So if you haven't heard Sarah and I talk about constantly what we're doing in the month of March, we are going sport by sport every week we're hitting a different conspiracy so this or this week we are doing nhl conspiracies so let's get it started this one is really gonna piss off sarah but i picked this one out of all of them because i know that it would make for a great episode especially if sarah rages out during it which i'm Ooh. hoping Happens. Which probably is going to happen because you just you know my Achilles heel and it's yeah. just like you're coming at me with a yeah. sharp object just going to yeah. slice me. So 
Neil, Sarah gently skimmed through our uh, our little write-up here, but um, she raged out once she got to a certain point just by reading. <laughs> so what's good is that you will be completely surprised. So okay. oh, yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna read we're gonna read all the conspiracies. I think um I don't remember how many conspiracies each league has. I think this might have two or three. I think this um, is two. Two? All right, that's perfect. Because um after we go through the conspiracies, we'll basically do um do I believe or do I not believe? I, I don't know. Gotcha. Fact or crap, but uh, <laughs> however we <laughs> <laughs> so, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Complete complete bullshit or actually, hmm, that could be true. You know, we'll, what we'll, clogs the you toilet? Know what? We'll do it on a scale of hmm. How's that? <laughs> All right. So for this one, <laughs> we go back into the early 2000s. The Pittsburgh Penguins, Penguins were absolute dog shit. On the ice, they finished in the bottom of the NHL three years in a row. Sarah, do you remember that? I do. Of course you do. In Ooh. the 2004-2005 season was the lockout, and it also effectively canceled the rest of the season. Off the ice. They were even worse. They had just been a few years removed from surviving bankruptcy, but barely. They had a 30-year-old arena that was completely falling apart, the Civics Arena, or the house that Lemieux built. They were not selling many tickets. They also had to sell and auction off some of their best players just to be able to make enough money to stay in Pittsburgh. So, Owners at the time were going around the franchise wanting to to buy players out and move the team to Kansas City, which was talked about a lot. The only thing that was keeping the Penguins alive was the great Mario Lemieux, one of the best players of all time. He used his salary and turned it into an equal part of the team. He assembled an ownership group and actually bought the Pittsburgh Penguins. Lemieux even unretired just so that it would help sell tickets. But even while one of the best players of all time provided just a little bit of a jolt, the reality is he was too old to carry a horrible team out of the mediocrity. So, Sarah, so far we agree with this, right? Well, they declared bankruptcy in 1998. Right. And it was mainly because Mario Lemieux was still on, on contract. It was like 20 mil. So... Basically, what it was was that with the 20 million that was like still on cap, he went to them and was like, Listen, like, why don't you just give it to me in equity for the the branch? Like, give me equity. Okay. So that's what that where that transpired. It wasn't necessarily like he bought it. Yes, he also had other investors come in that he knew, but it was basically like he wanted to save this team. He was the big majority of the salary cap, him and Yaga. And this is why Yaga left in 01. Um, the other thing I will say is that early 2000s, this was like dump puck time. Like this is when NHL was not that like exciting to watch. You had a lot of the greats that were retired and or retiring. And you start seeing in 2004, 2005, that's when the transition started happening where you have these like, Ovechkin's coming up and all that. The other th the thing that I can 100% agree on is that the igloo was falling apart. Right. Like it was it was very much like the old garden. I mean, it was built 
and it just really needed a revamp because it was from the 60s the igloo and it just was not great so that we can agree with didn't it also receive extensive damage when jean-claude van damme uh (laughs) got in trouble there during uh that movie sudden death where half of the arena exploded you know when the when the mascot the penguin mascot killed all those people (laughs) that sounds familiar yeah yeah it was all over the news Oh my God! Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, now he he was on the ice. You remember that, right? Did they try to pay him? All right. Regardless. All right. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. All right. Bad joke. It's a Monday. All right. Now enters Sidney Crosby into this story. Crosby was hailed as the next Wayne Gretzky. He was a 17 year old kid from Canada and was ready to take the NHL by storm or for whatever team had the chance to draft him. Most Penguin fans could only dream about getting that top draft spot. Even if they could get that to the top five, that would help the team out as well. But if you go back and look at the 2005 draft, only three in the top 10 players picked became an all-star. Crosby, Bobby Ryan, and Carey Price. In fact, there was only seven All-Stars that came out of the first round to, altogether. As perfect luck would have it, the Penguins won the NHL Draft Lottery, the number one overall pick in the draft, and the rights to draft Sidney Crosby. Hmm. Crosby was everything that the Penguins hoped for and more. He, in fact, lived up to all the hype, and would eventually lead the Penguins to three Stanley Cups and, surprisingly, out of bankruptcy. The Penguins franchise was saved by a ping-pong ball. What was interesting and where the conspiracy comes into play was that the ping-pong ball had spun in the Penguins' way out of view of the public. This was the first time since 1980 that the lottery was not open to the public. Hmm. But you also have to remember, you also have to remember, like, this is when they were in the lockout. So, like, that's always something to have to keep in mind is that it was during the lockout time frame. I mean, this this is talked like we speak of this a lot in my house, not even based off of like, oh, it's conspiracy month. This is a conversation that is brought up a lot in my house. (laughs) There's a lot of there's a lot of marital fights over this. Like a lot of plates get thrown at the wall by Sarah. a lot of you're waking up with pink eye because of me. Like, <laughs> don't fall asleep. Oh, yeah, don't man. fall asleep. So, in the case of the Penguins, this bears the question of the possibility that the NHL rigged the draft in order to save the franchise. While most of these conspiracy theories are just crap. This one might actually be true in my eyes. The NHL did what they could in saving one of the in saving one of the poverty franchises and keeping them in business. It is similar to how the NBA conspiracy theory that rigged the 1985 draft of the Knicks to get Patrick Ewing, if we all remember the cold card incident. The one fact in all of this is that anything that major sport leagues can do. They will in order to make that money. So what do you guys think? Is this fact 
or is this kind of outrageous? Sarah, you bring up a good point where you say that there was a lockout, so there's just like no one's going to watch the draft anyways. For me, I don't uh, I don't disagree that there was some foul play with the lottery. I, I don't disagree. I have heard it from everyone. I have I get it. It it seems a little sketch, but isn't that I your mean, rapper name? Little sketch. Little sketch. What's you up? Just, what's up? Instead of rapping, you just draw little pitches. I don't think there's a hundred percent truth to it. Um, that they were just like, oh yeah, ball popped up. Um, because the Penguins are a very dominant franchise in the NHL. Um, right. the thing that's disheartening when you start looking at it from Sidney Crosby's standpoint like he's a Canadian boy he was a Montreal fan he wanted to play in Montreal so having that opportunity taken from him is kind of sad but at the same point in time like he came to the Penguins he won some cups he saved it we got a new arena yeah but I mean just because he's a Montreal kid and he wanted to play with the Canadians I mean how many how many kids growing up be like, oh, I want to play for the Red Sox or the Bruins or my home Nobody team? Nobody wants to play for the fucking Bruins. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> we had a goaltender score a goal the other day, all right? All right, all right, all right, all right. right. 13th goalie in history, okay? So, mm. and his name's Linus, and he carries a little blanket. Yes. Or Linus, whatever it's called. I I lost my train of thought. Neil, what do you what do you think? Is this Is this fact or is this believable or... Is it just like far fetched? So you were saying that the the ball went off the screen, but nope, it wasn't the it wasn't done in public, like public viewing. It was only yeah. on TV. Yeah, was, and so it went off the screen, and nobody because I'm not a big hockey guy, right? So, so basically, I'm this, this is, draft yeah. wasn't televised, and yeah. it was just in a closed room behind closed doors, and it was just like all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we're gonna go do the ping pong balls now and see. Oh. It's the Penguins. <laughs> yeah. To me, I would I would definitely think that there's something a little suspicious there. It seems it seems fishy. Especially anytime like anytime money's involved, right. it's gonna be something something's gonna be. And of course, it went in a good way for Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't I don't know if they wanted to move the team to Kansas City. I don't see that. I mean that's it, just kind of weird. It's basically who would have paid and that's why Lemieux deferred his contract and was like, just give me equity right. to save the team. And yes, like, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. He, no, you're good. He, so when they filed for bankruptcy in 98 and all this stuff was going on and they were trying to figure it all out, he, he was still on contract and right. not for nothing. Like you brought up how he came back to play in 2000 to get butts in the seats and all this other stuff. But why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like, you're still on contract. You're still getting paid. Uh, it's like, why not? Everyone knew that Yago was going to be leaving the following year because Pittsburgh couldn't afford him. Everyone knew he was going to become the hockey journeyman. So why not play your last couple games with him so that you can relive that, get some money in this in circulation, right. and then have your um, contract go to equity so that you become part owner and then start having a say in how the money is spent. I agree with that. That's a great way to do business, too. And now think of this. Here's here's something that I'm going to throw at you guys. Back then in 2000, when he stepped back on the ice, he was 35. 
Sidney Crosby today is 35. Sidney Crosby <laughs> ages. Fact or crap? <laughs> That's the real conspiracy. I thought Sidney Crosby was one of those uh, pod people. Crab, crab people, crab people. All right, let's talk about something else. Okay, so this one I think is going to piss Sarah off too because I'm I'm not sure, Sarah. Do you hate Mike Milbury? It's just it's Mike Milbury. <laughs> like okay. it's right. just it's just his name. <laughs> I, it's his face. Sure. His face. Oh, his face. All right, so I want everybody to bear with me, Sarah. I'd really like if you just read this because there are a lot of names that I am going to just mispronounce, but. Um, <laughs> I I have faith in you. I know you can do this. No, I, I can barely read my own name. <laughs> You've got this. All right. Next on the list is Mike Milbury. Milbury is somehow always in the hockey world headlines, whether we're talking about his famous him famously jumping into the stands to beat a guy with his own shoe to his outlandish comments made on live TV, even to the time he beat up a kid at a peewee hockey game fuck them kids the conspiracy part of milbury is at at the time he was the islanders gm the new york islanders after a successful two-year run as its head coach of the boston bruins he joined the new york islanders in 1995 as their head coach and within a few months he became their gm Islanders fans think that he was sent there to maybe tank the team in order to relocate them. Could this be true? Did the owners put Milbury in a big office because they knew he would screw it all up? Uh, the only reason why this is on the list of conspiracies is because uh, the list of wild moves Milbury made as a GM. So here comes a list of names that I'm going to flub. So. I'm here for it. Uh, he traded J.P. Dumont and a fifth-round selection in 1998 for Dmitry Nabokov. Is that right? Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, Jean-Pierre Dumont, the Islanders' first-round third overall pick in 1996 NHL draft, never suited up for the Islanders. He went on to have a long career with the Blackhawks, the Sabres, and the Predators with six 20-goal seasons and five seasons of 50 or more points. Dimitri was a high-scoring forward for the Regina Pats during the 96-97 season who were drafted uh who was drafted by the Blackhawks 19th overall in 1995. He registered just 13 points in 30 career games for the Islanders. So after bouncing around the NHL in the NHL through a few years, he took his service to Europe, where he continued to play until 2010-2011. Sadly, Nabukov passed away at the age of 42 in 2019. So if that doesn't do it for you, then how about the fact that he traded Chris Osgood in his prime for the short amount of time that he was in New York, but just as he helped the Islanders get back into the playoffs, he was shipped off to the Blues for a second-round pick in 2003. That pick turned out to be a guy named Jeremy Colton, who played a total of 57 games in the NHL 
and Justin Pinoopy. Wow, Poppy New, Poppy New. Yeah, yeah, Poppy New, Poppy New, Poppy New. Fucking guys got to get different names here. It's French. (laughs) Yeah, too much. Like El Toilet. Yeah, El Toilet. Yeah, my my words are El Toilet right now. Um, Justin Papanu went on to play a career total of 81 games over 11 years. Uh, Justin's agent might actually of, he might actually have derailed his career. He was asking for way too much at the time of negotiations. If you want to talk about agents who know how to take care of their, their star player, then let's talk about 2000 where Mike Milbury picked up Ricky DiPietro, Winthrop's own. Ricky DiPietro is, I don't think he lives in the town that I live in anymore, but that's because we have only enough room for one hockey legend. So, Who crosses uh, the street at who, night. Who crosses the street in dressed in all black and yeah. almost hit him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Ricky DiPietro, who played a total of 318 games in the NHL in a 13-year career, never actually playing a full season during that time. However, he did make the All-Star game in 2006. I don't know how, but in 2006, the team signed him to a groundbreaking 15-year, $67.5 million contract. But of string of injuries beginning in 2008, which limited him to only 50 NHL appearances over the next five seasons, led to a contract buyout in July 2nd of 2013, with eight years remaining on his contract still. DePietro retired after being released by the Charlotte Checkers of the AHL on November 26, 2013, with whom he had signed a tryout contract on October 25th. Multiple hockey writers considered him to be one of the biggest draft busts in NHL history. As a result of his contract buyout, the Islanders will continue to pay DePietro $1.5 million annually until the end of the 2029 season. So he's the uh, the Islanders... Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Man. Those, yeah. New York knows how to do those contracts. Huh? Those finances... Yeah. So here's a fun fact. Like I said, uh, me and Ricky are both from the same town. However, even if he was standing right next to me right now, I still would have no idea who he was. Wait a minute. Is Neil? (laughs) Is Neil Ricky DiPietro? (laughs) Neil, thanks for coming on the show. Tell us about the Islanders. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I start? (laughs) Well, let's see. Took a boatload of money and did nothing. So then in what some call one of the deepest drafts ever, Milbury chose Robert Nielsen, 15th overall in the 2003 NHL draft. It's bad enough that the first round selection only played 53 games for that team. Fun fact, Mark Andrew Fleury was selected number one overall and is the second goalie to be drafted number one next to anybody, anybody. No. Nope. Uh, Ricky DiPietro. Hey, Ricky DiPietro. <laughs> <laughs> I totally knew that's in my head right now. Oh, hey, Bafangu. All right. So as this list goes on and on with the Millberry case, his list of tradeaways are also ridiculous and would put together one hell of a team. 
And I, I there there's a list. He's he traded guys away like uh Robert Luongo, Chris Osgood, Zdeno Chara, tons and tons like tons of players, right? To be honest, you can turn anything in sports that you don't agree with into a conspiracy. Some have legs, others like Jonathan Tote is either a clone or has been cloned and that Gary <laughs> Gary Batman uh, is a paid shill on Reddit hiding cleverly amongst amongst us with usernames like Gary Bettman is my homie makes you seem just out of your mind but also makes you think so uh in the case of Mike Milbury do you think he was put there to tank the franchise or do you think that he was just a shitty GM Neil let's start with you because yeah. I know you're not a hockey buff so and, and neither am I. I. I just wanted to start the hockey just really to piss Sarah off in the in the front. That's about right. Um, was he put there just to have the franchise tank? I mean, uh, considering that the Islanders are still there, I mean, th- they moved to Brooklyn, right, Sarah? I don't give a fuck about the Islanders. I thought you were No, pretty- they're still – I know that they're still – listen, there's two hockey te- – actually, there's like three hockey teams nobody gives a fuck about. One of those is Philly – Nobody likes the Flyers. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, women, children, like, freaking people from Australia. Nobody likes the freaking Flyers. Hey, thanks for, no. thanks for coming on, Neil. I really appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then nobody cares for the Islanders. Some people, I like, I mean, I'm one of those that don't mind Montreal, but most people hate Montreal. But, like, the Islanders, like, that's toilet water right there. So, Neil, you think uh, Millberry tanking the franchise is real or not? Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a big headache to do. Yeah. To deal with that. But uh, so I don't know. I still have to see. I'd have to agree with that. Uh, It seems like uh, it seems like Milbury was just really bad at his job. Yeah. So. Well, how I knew that all of this was bullshit from the start is that you started with saying Milbury, Mike Milbury came off of a a successful career in Boston. And right there, I'm like, <laughs> anything from right now on. I don't on... remember saying successful. What did you put? After a successful two-year run as head coach of the Boston oh, Bruins. Yeah, a, a, a coach. Successful, successful two-year run. Well, I mean. Successful. You know, good. Successful. It, yeah. It was, it was okay, right? I mean, they made the playoffs. And Boston standards, that's not successful. I understand. I understand. Talk about practice. Talk about practice. We're in a game. Talk about a game. We're in a game. Talk about practice. Like, oh, man. I just think he's an idiot. That's like, I don't think there's a conspiracy behind it. I think that he is legit just like, like should not have been put in that position. I mean, the Islanders were desperate, wanted to put a big name in a position he was just like, I'm going to set everything on fire because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. No, I agree like, with that. I I agree. I would I would say that the first thing that we talked about with the Pittsburgh Penguins is conspiracy-esque. The second one about the Islanders, I would say it's just, you know, the inmates ran the asylum that time. And it's just like a guy who has no idea how to do his job was given a huge job and just completely blew it. One fact, one crap, right? Seems legit. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like, yeah. yeah. crap. Well, all right. Well, that was our first week of the conspiracy in sports. 
anything anybody's ever heard of sarah you you have you heard of any nhl conspiracies that we didn't talk about oh do you want to hear the big conspiracy that happens in conversation in my house yes. every day four yes. times a day everyone yes. hates the new york rangers this is why they haven't won a cup since 94 this is why everyone steps in and and fucking we can't get the trades the right way and then we can't get this and we can't get that you know what i hear wow Oh man, your poor husband. Neil, if, Neil, if you didn't know, my husband's a he's Huge a New Rangers York Rangers fan. fan. Huge. How uh, a Penguins fan and a Rangers fan ever got together and became together in Boston of all places, Boston. right? Yeah, you guys don't even like the Bruins. But oh, fucking fuck them. Funny. That was uh, our our common common bond. You know, Neil's out there without a team in SoCal, so yeah, you know, it's okay. So, yeah, what is that? It's just the Kings out there, isn't it? Well, the Kings and the Ducks, but I, oh, I yeah, the Ducks I've only lived in Southern California for like twenty years, so only, I grew up up in Washington. Only, only twenty. Only twenty. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm forty six, so it still hasn't been half of my life yet. So. <laughs> but up, when I grew up in Washington, Washington State, there's there's nothing up there, at least not until now. Now they got the Seattle Kraken, but right. there's just no hockey influence pushed up there, so. Just to, the the big interest for me was either uh, the Seahawks or even the Portland Trailblazers. Let me tell you. So I just did uh, this past weekend. I did a, a podcast about MLB realignment, and I t- so I took it where I was adding a team in Portland to have a rivalry with the Mariners and a team in Portland. And I had to full on address. I was like, because this is on a bigger scale and scheme of things that I'm trying to do, which is now I have hockey in Seattle. Now I have baseball in Seattle. Now I just, and I football in Seattle. I was like, now I just need to bring back the Supersonics. And everyone Mm. went, whoa. And I was like, yep, I'm building a rivalry in the Pacific Northwest so I can bring back the Supersonics. It's coming. I'm telling you. Supersonics will be there soon. Absolutely. So, all right, Neil, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Check out (laughs) Neil's Instagram page at Titan32001 underscore cards. That's a lot of words, I understand, but we will link him in our site on our Instagram. This has Neil is the best, and he has the best Kirby Pocket cards, BT dubs. So, Kirby Pocket. That's it. Yeah. Who if doesn't love Kirby? Who Puckett? doesn't love Kirby? Oh, we could spiral out about Kirby yeah. Puckett all day. Yeah. All day. The, you know who doesn't like Kirby Puckett, unfortunately? Vision. All right. So that's going to do it here for Rena Pickle. Thank you so much for listening. Check out IATradio.com. We can get this buttery, soft, delicious sweatshirt and oh. more. Go over to our Twitter, our Instagram, our YouTube, our tiktok i guess if you want to check is it still there Uh, it's still there i keep saying that i'm gonna end it but i still know i I don't know we're constantly in tiktok whatever go over to daddy o sports cards check her out go over to again titan 32001 underscore cards check out his cards uh, direct competition youtube yeah that's fine. We're all friends. Yeah, we're all friends. It's all junk wax. Uh, if anybody sells Pokemon cards, I need 10% of profits for the show. Thank you very much. Uh, go over to the Den Network. Check out all the podcasts and, and uh, great people on that network as well. Yeah, that's it. That's it for uh, for all of us. So, so uh, that's it. IAPradio.com. So, for Sarah Ray Talek, 
I'm Dave Houghton. We'll catch you next bye. time. Hey, bye, 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 bye. bye.